Hello and welcome to episode five of the Unlocking Theatre podcast. This week we are joined by special guest Leah Barbara West, who starred in Curtains, Beauty and the Beast and everything in between. But first, here's a roundup of this week's theatre news. It was announced that Phantom is closing for good. However, both Cameron McIntosh and Andrew Lloyd Webber are determined to bring it back to London in the future. The RSC have announced plans to stage free outdoor shows this August. Entitled Shakespeare's Snapshots, they will be 45 minutes in duration, taking place at 1pm and 3pm each day. The BBC have released the entire Broadway musical's prom on the BBC iPlayer. And over £1.6 million has been raised to help freelancers through the Theatre Artist Fund. Also, the London Palladium welcomed an audience for the first time since lockdown began, with Beverly Knight putting on a pilot gig to show live performances can still work. Andrew Lloyd Webber urged the government to give a date when theatres, in particular regional ones, can reopen. And finally, Kerry Ellis, Alice Fern and John Robbins took part in their first West End musical drive-in. That's all the theatre news this week. Now on with the episode. So my name is Leah Barbara West. I graduated from Arts Ed in 2015. I've been working in uh, musical theatre and television uh, recently. Yeah, since and I've had kind of a, a lovely start to my career by working in, in various short contracts um, around the country, which have been a real great learning curve, uh, getting an idea of all the different ways of working and, and learning things from others. I'd like to kick it off by asking you what you've been up to in lockdown, any new hobbies you've discovered or like shows you've binged? I obviously watched Hamilton the other night. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time I've seen it actually, so I was I mean, blown away. It's, it's incredible. But kind of keeping myself busy, I've actually, I draw and I've kind of never had like the courage to kind of put it out there. And I think finally now I've had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Just that and kind of gone with it and kind of started drawing a bit more and sort of made a sort of an Instagram page for my art and stuff and hopefully just get that going a bit more. But yeah, just the same as everyone else, I think just exercising has been helpful. Um, just sort yeah. of walking. I was back home uh, on the Isle of Wight for most of lockdown. I've recently moved back to London, but I think that was a, a blessing to be able to escape um, yeah. and just walk along the beach and walk my dog <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people just kind of, it happened and everyone sort of like packed their bags and went like home, home. Yeah, yeah, finally. Yeah, it's been really nice. So you said about Hamilton, have there been any other shows that you've seen that you wouldn't have seen otherwise so like the West End Live I know they showed their old things and the National Theatre have been showing new things is there yeah. anything else you've seen I actually haven't seen anything else I think it <laughs> do you know what it's like in real life when you think oh I need to go and see this and then suddenly it's gone and you're like oh yeah how did I... <laughs> especially when I'm like doing nothing at home but it's weird you kind of get into a kind of I don't know I have either like a bit of a rut and you sort of do things for hours and then think oh I've actually not done anything productive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, I actually haven't seen anything else apart from when they streamed uh, Curtains. I, I did watch that. I made a nice little night of that. Yeah. Was it strange seeing yourself? And obviously because it was very early on in the run. So I guess things must have changed 
and you must have noticed different things. It was very, very weird for us to kind of see that version of our show because like you say, it was back in Manchester where we opened and a lot had progressed, you know, naturally as you do, like we literally come out of rehearsals and you find your feet as you go. And I think a lot of us were kind of anxious of what we did <laughs> back then. Yeah. I was really nervous, but excited. And I, and I was really surprised with the quality of it because we never actually filmed it for it to be streamed for archive and for our EPK. So I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was really good quality. Were, any, were there any particular moments that you thought they captured like really well with all the different cameras moving in things? Yeah, I mean, the ones that we did for our EPK, we had a lot mm. of like the moving cameras, which kind of came more into the stage, not like when we did the show. So I think those moments were particularly great during like show people and um, tough act to follow. Um, yeah, it just it helps kind of pick out all those little moments that maybe you wouldn't actually see from in the yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt when I watched it. And also the same with Hamilton as well, because I saw yeah. Hamilton last year and there were so many little things that you just don't notice when yeah. you're sat in the theatre. Yeah, the wonderful little subtleties between, you know, different characters, little eye movements that you'd never catch. And when I saw Curtains in Norwich, and what I loved is you could see different people. Like when you see it once, you can only sort of focus on a couple of people at a time. So for the yeah. big dance numbers, you could sort of pick out different people more and look at like the whole ensemble rather than just the principles which I thought was really nice yeah definitely we had such such a strong cast and like the ensemble were brilliant and I think it really gave you an eye a chance to sort of see Alistair's choreography and and how amazing the whole company was and not like you say just seeing the principles um you know we were we were really lucky to get such a strong cast so you briefly talked about you graduating from Art Z. Um, I just wanted to know what your training was like there. Yeah, um, I loved it. Uh, obviously, it had its ups and downs, as as everything does. It was it was hard. It was hard work. There were some days where I'd I'd get into the building. Actually, I get there before it even opened, <laughs> waiting outside and not leave until like half eight because we're just. I think you just get so wrapped up in this bubble, and you you just. I mean, I did anyway. I just worked and worked and worked, and I'd I'd finish and then go into the studios and have a sing and have a practice. And I think, and not all the time, <laughs> there was definitely some practice breaks and I was working two jobs at the same time. So it was full on to be able to afford to live in Chiswick as well, because it is a, a rather pricey area to live, yeah. but lovely. I had a kind of a few lucky experiences there. I was, I was lucky with what I um, got to, to do. Um, yeah. So I think overall my experience is very positive and, and the training is, a great standard I think they really bring out the best in you. Does it prepare you for like eight shows a week and how tough the schedule actually is in like the real world? Yeah definitely I think that's what they they do the best you know we'd I, th I think it was um we had to sign in every morning obviously but if you I can't remember if it was if, if you were late at all you were barred for the day wow. um, and I think that kind of or was it three times you were barred but anyway there was a strict kind of they set that out from the beginning that punctuality is is crucial and I think well, I think Chris Hocking said once to be early is to be on time to be on time is to be late and to be late is just don't bother yeah <laughs> I think yeah that kind of discipline was really taught and in a healthy way I think <laughs> yeah um, I think the thing that training doesn't teach you is kind of like I don't know, the things that you learn on the job when you, meet, when you work with other people 
and learn things from them and how to like, I don't know, it's a hard, I don't want to say not to conduct yourself, but there's so much more that you learn after training that is yeah. as important, if not more. That's why I enjoyed that I didn't go into straight into a long running show. I managed to kind of do a few jobs and learn from people who had been in the industry a long time and, and see what worked and what was right. Have you got any advice for someone who may be new to the theatre industry or be having their first you know, job on the outside? Um, be nice. <laughs> Just be professional and be nice and be humble. I think it's so important to not be arrogant. Um, and it seems so simple, like you'd, you'd hope everyone was like that. But I think you, especially when you come out of a college, like Art said, you think that, you know, you're this amazing thing. You've, you've, you've become this performer who's ready. And then you get into the real world and you go, oh my God, everyone's amazing. <laughs> and you yeah. have to just go, do you know what? I'm in this huge pool now and just be nice and work hard. Um, yeah. That's my advice. <laughs> okay, yeah. my last one is when you go for auditions, because you've had like different backgrounds with like TV, like theatre and film. Do you find that you're not taken seriously because maybe you've got a singing background or an acting background? Do they not take you as seriously? I don't. I think there's that is kind of on its way out, that kind of stigma. And rightly so. I think I've never really felt that because most of the time when you audition for... TV and stuff, it's self-tapes anyway. So you don't actually, you don't get in the room as much, but, and you kind of don't know what you've, what you've missed if it doesn't come your way that, you know, they only see a handful of actors for maybe one or two roles. So, but I think America does it better. You know, you've got so many amazing Broadway stars who are constantly being seen on screen um, and they're celebrated as like, wow, you can do that as well as yeah. actors yeah. and sing and you can dance. Um, so I think, I think, I feel like we still have a bit of a way to go. Um, I know I was just in a, an acting class the other day for, for screen acting and the guy running it was like, you know, we do tend to get some musical theatre people in and they're all very big. And it's like, well, I don't think that's because of their musical theatre training. I think obviously for stage, you do have a different kind of technique to follow because you have to kind of project and, and display a little bit more what you're feeling. But yeah, when he said that, I was kind of like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I get it. I get it when it's a different technique. But I do think that, you know, there are some incredibly strong actors who are musical theatre trained. And it just happens to be that they can also sing really well and they can dance really well. Yeah. yeah. You think it would make more sense to have all the skills rather than just be one? Yeah, yeah. Celebrate that someone can do all those things. How amazing is that? I really want to talk about the importance of regional theatre because especially at the moment when you're seeing so many places, you know, at the moment it feels like a tweet a day from somewhere being like, we're having to make people redundant. And you've obviously done like Nottingham and Sheffield. Um, yeah, yeah, I've done Sheffield, Nottingham um, and obviously touring with, with curtains. We saw all sorts. But yeah, I do think regional theatre is, is very important because it's where most young aspiring actors and actresses want that's where they see it for the first time and it's more accessible not not everyone can have the luxury to go into town and into London to watch a show so I think it's very important yeah and I also think that like amateur dramatic groups that are like in our towns they will then perform at our 
smaller regional theatres and like you never know like the future Mary Poppins could be like <laughs> on yeah, that stage definitely it's, it's so yeah. important and I think also I think most of the creative work is in the regional theatres like a lot of the machine shows are in town and they are great but you go into those and you have to stand on that mark you have to sing like that you have to hold this note like this you have to put your arm up when that happens when you go to regional theatres, a lot of the time you're creating something, not necessarily new, but like maybe a new production. So you get much more free reign with how you want to be as an actor. And it's so much more rewarding. And I think maybe that reflects in how people watch it as well. It's more of a, a more of an art form. I just, yeah, I just think at the moment when you see so much of it kind of going and there's just, it just does make me wonder why the government aren't, putting more money into it I know they announced the grant but when you look at what other countries are doing I know (laughs) (laughs) it is oh god yeah it is it is sad um I mean who knows I don't know what what this grant will do for for the for the theatres like I guess we just have to wait and see and hope it's enough so you've had a few jobs internationally like Kiss Me Kate in France and some other spots so what is it like performing internationally? Oh it's great you get to travel (laughs) and do what you love. I particularly loved Paris Um, I think it was firstly because we had a lovely company and we were just in the most beautiful city (laughs) and doing this amazing show and I think yeah when you get to sort of team traveling and doing your job it's just a win-win um I think that's one thing I'm I miss about this industry is that I mean there's that saying if you book a holiday you'll book a job um and you miss the holiday it's happened to me and it's like oh really <laughs> yeah but yeah I think you, you know when you get to travel as well and and the different audiences I think the Chatelet Min is a huge theatre so it was it was full all the time and it was so amazing like I don't know if you've ever been to that theatre it's it's beautiful and I actually haven't been in since they've renovated it but yeah it's a treat to be able to travel and and perform. That must be a lot of fun because you can sort of marry two things that you enjoy at the same time. Did you have yeah. to change any of the aspects of any of the shows you've done abroad or are they pretty much the same? Yeah I think when we because I did Kiss Me Kate in Paris and this was very recently after the shootings mm-hmm. and we had a moment in the show, I think it was with the gangsters and they have guns and stuff. And I think what the director wanted to do, we had to change because it just, they weren't ready for that. It just wouldn't have been right to kind of emphasize any sort of, well, anything to do with guns. <laughs> um, yeah. They had to be careful of that. So that changed, but they just have the subtitles. And, and, you know, I mean, we're fortunate that most people speak English. Mm. Um, yeah. So they got it and I I don't know if maybe the comedy was a bit difficult maybe for them because I mean I know from speaking to friends who when English isn't their first language wit and comedy and stuff is the hardest thing to pick up when you're learning a new language because it's there's different rhythms there's different things that you just you know you learn as you you grow up with with that language yeah nothing really had to change performance wise and with the scripts and stuff. And just a last one. Do you enjoy doing all the different accents you can do? And which one is your favourite to do? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wanting to um, reach out to one of my old voice teachers, Simon Money, back at ArtsEd. He's brilliant. 
because I, I it's one of those things that I really want to kind of get better at. I want to learn a French accent. Um, sometimes I kind of get told that I look a little bit French. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, obviously, the general American sound is what is normally used in musical theatre. Um, when I did Sweet Charity, I set myself this challenge to play my dance hall hostess as a Russian. So, I mean, I only had literally a couple <laughs> of lines to say in that, in that accent, but it just gave me something to work on. Who knows if I was any good? I think it was all right. <laughs> So we talked a little bit earlier about like your film and TV stuff. Um, I wondered what the main difference you thought was between like film, TV and stage and which ones you prefer. There's a, there's a big difference with how you kind of present, you know, what your present your scenes and stuff. Because like I said earlier, when you're on stage, you've got to play to a huge room. And when you're on screen, you've got to play to this, this camera that is picking up everything. Um, so it's about having the same thoughts internally, but not showing as much. And I, I really enjoy that. I, I'm kind of, I'm not a very, I'm outgoing, but I'm, I'm much more of a person in the rehearsal room who kind of just sit and, and do things. So I think I enjoy that kind of understated performance, um, that kind of conversational side of it. Um, it's very, it's just much less. I don't really know where I was going with that, but <laughs> I like I like them both. And like, because recently I'm thinking like, I really want to focus on kind of doing film and TV. And then the next minute I watch Hamilton and I'll go, oh, but I love that. <laughs> and I want to do that as well. And there's no reason why you can't do both. I mean, obviously at the moment we can't get into theatres. Um, and it seems that, you know, TV and film is, I mean, it's not really going yet, but it's it's in a a better position to start work just sort of take what comes really I think like one of the differences like with being on stage it's like the adrenaline of like you kind of have to get it right or you could kind of wing it but on like yeah. film and tv you could just redo and like oh that's not quite right let's fix that now yeah but you can do that with theatre as well like you know you've got every single day to try something new yeah and there's not that pressure of going oh God, it has to be, I have to do it today. <laughs> this has to yeah. be the one, because then it's immortalised forever. Whereas you can have the fun um, of trying new things. I think, I mean, that shows with with Curtains, like the beginning of the run, it was a completely different performance for me from Manchester to where we ended in Leicester. And that's, I think that's what I love about theatre. You you get that opportunity to kind of really develop and and play. <laughs> So you've been on like the BBC for your Oklahoma prom and yeah. ITV for Unforgotten and Disney for um, Beauty and the Beast. Um, what was it like working with these big organisations? I was so blown away by doing the Disney movie. I just thought it was incredible, the, the attention to detail. I mean, I was in the room with Stanley Tucci, Audrey McDonald. I was literally like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> have the nerve to be like, oh, hey. Um, they were busy, so I couldn't. Um, but just little things like, I mean, I was, you know, a tiny part of that show and, but still got to experience these incredible costumes that, you know, we had like Swarovski crystals in them and it was like just stunning. And the amount of detail from like, you know, all the departments, I think there was a moment in the film where the lady comes in and all the candles blow out. Each candle was hand lit and there was 12 chandeliers, each with like all these tons of candles. Every time we did a take, these men would come up on these ladders and like light each candle again. And I was like, they could have just done that 
in like editing and stuff, <laughs> but, but it was there. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Um, and ITV again, I think just working with Nicola Walker and Sanjeev, like that was my first TV experience. So I, I remember being in the car on the way to the set going, I've, I've never done this before. Is there anything you want to tell me? And they were so sweet. And yeah, it's just, I mean, I think on set from my very little experience so far, you are treated very, very well. And that's not to say you're not in theatre, but I think, especially what I see in auditions and not all directors, like, and not all castings are like this. I think a lot of them, especially like, I've worked for Paul Foster a lot. There are directors that make you feel very comfortable, but there are some that don't. <laughs> um, I'd like to move on to curtains now. And obviously it was a tour first, then West End and then back to touring. Which did you prefer, being on tour with the show or being in town? I mean, obviously, I had the wonderful experience of making my West End debut over Christmas, I think. And I didn't go into that job knowing that was going to happen. So it yeah. was a huge, like, a huge thing for me. And I was so excited. And I loved it. When you, you know, walking out of stage door and being in the West End, I was like, wow, I love this. Um, but it was at a very, very busy time we had a hectic schedule. <laughs> I think a lot of us were kind of really on our, on our last leg. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I would love to experience it again in a more, in a, in a kind of better way. Um, just yeah. because it was just, we were so tired and I think I didn't get to experience it at its best because I was just like, no, I need to go home. I need to sleep. And, you know, we were just doing shows after shows. Our, our day off was Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And, you know, it was just, like, relentless. And I love it. Yeah. That's... Like, but it is, <laughs> you have to remember, it is a job still. And we were, you know, just going and going and going. And then straight after town, we went straight back on tour. No no rest. And I love touring as well. But I do, I, I like seeing all the different towns. I actually loved Norwich. I'd never been. I was like, this place is amazing. <laughs> it's a cute little place. Yeah. And, like, Sheffield, unfortunately, we had a really busy week. So I couldn't actually enjoy it. But having been there for Annie Get Your Gun, I was so excited to go back. Um, we were rehearsing in Andy Coxon for, I think, the following week. So we were in rehearsals a lot. It was a very busy job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they have their benefits, like being able to, like I said, being able to travel and do stuff while you're doing a show is great. I do like to be in one place for a little while, though. I think it kind of drains on you living out of a suitcase for a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, did different locations, did you notice different reactions to the show? Because I guess you must get slightly different reactions or different amounts everywhere you go. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff was, oh, it was hard. <laughs> really? really hard. Um, was it? Because I was, I was meant to come to Cardiff and I wasn't very well, so I never made it. But now you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> My parents actually came to see it for the first time in Cardiff. I don't know why, they, they just made a little trip out of it. Um, from the Isle of Wight to Cardiff. Um, and I was like, Mum, people usually laugh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. so I mean, it wasn't awful, but what we had experienced from Manchester, which, you know, was great. And then you go to places like Sheffield. I think the places that have this amazing theatre community, it really showed in the audiences. Sheffield, they loved it. And, you know, different places. It, it does, it wavers. I think Landudno was probably similar. As, as 
It's Cardiff. <laughs> Maybe it's the Welsh. Oh, no. <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> no, it's funny. But they, um, you just go with it. Yeah. I think sometimes it, you've just got to be professional and go, well, that one person, I mean, there wasn't just one person. <laughs> this small audience still paid exactly the same amount as someone who came in Sheffield. And you've got to give them exactly the same show, you know. They might yeah. be loving it. You can't, you can't hear a smile. I think that's uh, another thing you have to remember. You look out and see that they are enjoying it, but sometimes you need the vocal people in the crowd to sort of give people a nudge and go, you, you can make a noise. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a comedy when you're like, you have to kind of feed off the energy that the audience gives you. But yes, it varies a lot, a lot from each venue. What was your favourite moment in the show that you went out every night and were like, yeah, this is the moment that I enjoy either from audience response or just as an actor on stage? I mean, I obviously loved doing Tough Act to Follow because it was a moment I could kind of let loose a bit and have a little dance yeah. around with Jason. Um, but I also loved doing show people. I loved watching t- um, that away. Yeah, I loved watching it. Just literally watching the cast be just incredible and the, the girls, the women, I should say, they're incredible, like just absolutely owning it. Um, yeah, and working with, I mean, I had a lot of trouble with um, the neck hold. <laughs> with, <laughs> and I had such a bad neck throughout that run. And I don't know whether it was just that or like other things I was dealing with, but working with Adam, like he was so brilliant as Grady and like he put everything into that moment that he did. And I think I just, it made me feel, I don't know, like I was working with someone who really loved what they were doing and they put everything into yeah. it. And it, was, and it was the big reveal. So it was fun. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. seen that moment coming in at all. So when it did and in the volume it did, I was like, oh, and then everything clicks yeah. into place. And I was like, wow. And now I get, get it all. I can see it all. So it was yeah. a big moment, obviously. Do you have any funny onstage mishaps that either you or a cast member have that you can remember? I had a horrible, horrible moment in Sweet Charity in Nottingham. Oh, God. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. So I was in this huge, white, long fur coat, faux fur. I actually said I, w- I won't wear real fur. Um, and these little kitten heels. And I don't know how it happened. Oh, God, there's two moments, actually. The first one, the same show, same <laughs> costume. Um, I was doing this scene with, with Jeremy, who was playing Vittorio, and my, my shoe got stuck in, the, in uh, some gap oh in the platform we were on. I was like, brilliant. So that was just awkward because I was just trying to move. I was like, I actually can't. And then the second time was the same, the same outfit. I went out and did, because I kind of storm out of the club, like being fancy, trying to be all glamorous. And I slipped full on onto my butt, like down completely. There was no way I could save it. I was just like, oh. <laughs> and bless, like Rebecca Traherne was playing charity and she kind of helped me up and like we were both trying to stay in character. I was like, get off me. <laughs> so horrible. But so you awkward. Off, you come off and you just have to laugh because like yeah. the audience laugh with you. You can't yeah. hide it. You know, it happened. <laughs> This is live theatre. I'm on my arm. <laughs> trying to be flexible. <laughs> yeah. And there's loads that happen. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, something maybe going wrong could like spark a bit of... I, I love watching when you know something might have gone slightly wrong and you can see all the actors looking at each other, but you obviously can't be like, to see that? But you can see them all be like... <laughs> 
Side eyes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And that's great though, because it it makes the company like just there's just an energy then, isn't there? It's not just like a two-dimensional show. There's stuff going on, but trying to yeah. be fresh as well, of course. <laughs> and another thing, obviously you did in curtains was play two characters. It's sort of a show within a show, so it's a bit more different than multi-rolling because technically you're still your main character but playing someone else. So that must be a bit complicated how do you do that sort of thing yeah I think with this one it was it was odd as well because the show within the show was a bit shit as well if, if that makes sense. Like, it show, but it was meant to be a bit more demonstrative and a bit like yeah the show. um I think you just have to just do it and at the end of the day you're I think I heard this in a class as well today yesterday and I think I've always kind of stuck by that and Charlie Barker one of my old actor teachers she was like you are your character is just you under different set of circumstances so you've just like just be you who has been brought up this way and done this and that's affected them and made them like that so you kind of just yeah I think that was the target that I always took from her <laughs> firstly I just wondered if you had a favorite lyric from curtains we're born every night at half hour call oh I like that yeah yeah yeah, like but literally, that. you know, and I, I think actually for me, it's when I hear an overture, mm. you go, okay, yes. yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Especially like when I heard the Sweet Charity overture, it was like, oh, you just get that kick up the bum when you hear big chords. <laughs> um, what's the best costume you've ever worn? Mm. Probably the Beauty and the Beast dresses. They were just stunning and heavy yeah. and really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, sorry, there was some in uh, the Chatelet. They were incredibly made. There was Bruno, who was the costume designer. Uh, just stunning, I think. Yeah, I had to mention those. <laughs> <laughs> Has lockdown changed the way you'll approach like future roles going forward? Do you feel like it's kind of changed you as a person? or Definitely. I think it's definitely made me loosen my grip on the industry. And because I've been forced to go, okay, if you can't do this, what what else do you love? Mm. And it's really made me realise that you can be happy and not be doing it as much as I absolutely love it and I want to do it. You have to be happy when you're not doing it because there are so many times when you aren't, you know, when you're auditioning and waiting for things. So I think it's made me kind of go, okay, what's meant for you won't pass you. So just have fun and like when you get an audition enjoy it and I usually do enjoy auditioning I think it, it gets to a point when you don't when you're like I just want a job damn it <laughs> definitely after this I'll be like just get me in an audition I don't care if I get it I just want to I want to do something so yeah I think it's definitely had a, a positive effect of not putting too much pressure on yourself um in auditions and like it's a privilege to get one and just enjoy it definitely just kind of embrace the whole thing really and I bet yeah. you're excited to just get back doing something, whether it's on stage or like TV, film, any of that. If you yeah. could go back in time and see a single production, what would it be? I, the first thing that popped into my head was Parade. I can't remember where they did it, but I remember being in school on the Isle of Wight and I love, love the music. And it's, it's one of the parts that I'd love to play, Lucille. And I think I've never seen it done. So I'd love to, to have witnessed that. I think it was the Donmar when they did it. Um, I'd love to have seen that. I mean, I was around for it. So. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I mean, there's there's probably tons that I'd love to have seen way way back when when you know we weren't born. But I think that one just came to my mind. Good choice. And what is one item in your dressing room that you can't live without? Oh. Well, for curtains, I bought a like a diffuser. I think it just where especially for touring. I think when you're going to places, you're like, hmm, a bit and it just makes you kind of go, okay, here it is. Put your diffuser on, nice little smell, and you just sort of it relaxes you. I think that for me now will be something going forward. I'll kind of always have, yeah. I have a few questions as well. Do you have any little like pre-show rituals before the curtain goes up, sort of after the half-hour call? Is there anything you have to do to get into your characters? Yeah, I mean, I'm very. I can get quite anxious quite quickly. So I think for me, it's just like being on my own for a bit. I, I did kind of go through a journey mentally on curtains, kind of going, ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my vocal, that's that. Um, I think, yeah, just taking some time to myself. Um, and I was lucky that, especially on curtains, I was sharing a dressing room with uh, Nia and Emma and Nia had her little, her little dog, Doris. That's so, so I think it's some time chill with the dog. <laughs> but yeah, I, I tend, I always, always do warm up, but I also do my own, that, that, um, a vocal warm up, I mean, uh, with my singing teacher, I've got recorded. So I kind of always like to do that. I still show up and respect the warm up that I do with, with the ensemble and with our MD, because I think it's important. Um, but I do do my own as well after. Is there a dream theatre in England or abroad you'd love to work in one day? I'd love to work at the National for stuff that is here. And I think just, you know, every, we'd all love to do Broadway, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been on Broadway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I took my first trip to New York, so I don't really know what many of the theatres are like. I mean, I went and I saw Wicked and that is a huge theatre. Yeah. Um, what was the first show you ever saw when you were younger that you thought and you can remember? I went to see Phantom for my 16th birthday and I cried at the overture. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good start. <laughs> Clearly this is what I love. <laughs> I think that'll be everyone though, like first show back that everyone goes to see. I think everyone will just be in pieces before it's really even begun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. And one final question, what is the first thing you wish to see after lockdown? Do you know what, I'd like to see Come From Away again. <gasps> yes! Brilliant choice. <laughs> oh my god, I can't contain it anytime someone says that. It's so like, well it's amazingly done and amazingly written, but it's so joyous and also so groundbreaking and like devastating as well. I just think it's it's epic, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen it like a fair few times. And it's one of those things where one minute you're laughing. Yeah. And then the next minute you're just in pieces and you're just like, how do they do it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's on stage and it just goes to show like, you just need a good set of actors, good script, good music, and you can transform a load of people. 